Hey guys, Wilmgard here with Mini. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's been a minute. <laughs> and this is the FFBE podcast. What the hell was that new introduction? <laughs> what? Where is this? Like, where did you get all of a sudden personality <laughs> and flair? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm warmed up now. Usually, when we start recording, it's just I go from talking to nobody all day. <laughs> To actually having to talk, so I'm just like, uh, it takes me a while, you know, but here I feel like I hit the ground running, so I got the energy. All right, all right. Mini is a whole new version that you've never seen before, so who knows what's going to happen in it's, this episode. It's uh, the Black Friday 7-star Mini coming at you. Exactly. Oh, man. Um, let's just get right into it. I mean, we got two things to talk about this week. We got the newly released units and the uh, scorn of the fallen iceberg trial that we both completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into the new units and we'll close out with the uh, trial. We got two, a three star and a four star base, which I'm yeah. salty about. I We're, hate when they add this yeah, crap. Let's just skip them. So I'm not talking about it. Um, now let's talk about the in- cool, unique, amazing, cool seven-star units. Dude, we're uh, getting a- what? Adventurer Lock. Yes, he looks. His sprite is just perfect. I I want to be him. I agree with you. He looks amazing. The one so immediately when I looked at, I love his sprite. He looks like an adventurer. Yeah, he looks like your traditional adventurer. It's really cool. The one thing that instantly triggered me about this guy was his TMR. First-rate treasure hunter has nothing to do with treasure. No. Literally does nothing with treasure or thieving or anything. It increases your attack and resistance to charm. Which, I mean, is pretty good as a TMR, 60%. It is really good. The name is just utterly stupid. Just don't put that as the name. Just call it like Dagger Mastery Plus, because let's be real, that's what it is. (laughs) yeah that's exactly what it is his stmr also i disgusting i love it just for the passive 30 percent physical evasion 20 percent magic evasion oh dude evasion tank just got so much easier i want this stmr so i can put it on my shadow assassin just to make him that much more uh, sorry that much stronger because now i don't have to waste the slot on uh, evasion materia i can put this on he has 40 percent passive i'm already at 70 percent. if you think about this um even for people that are running evasion tanks if you're running oh, a budget so if you're running a budget build and you're using something like uh what do you call it uh spirit of freedom true spirit of freedom and quick assault like the old school mm-hmm. easy to get ones that's 30 percent mm-hmm. This alone frees up three materia slots for you to give your tank actual tanky stats or elemental resistances. Which 100%. Is, it's so good. I it's I love like. that you have 30% evasion on a weapon. Is this STMR is just fantastic. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's the first STMR that I'm like holy shit, this is so good. Like other ones are like okay, yeah, it's an amazing weapon. Sure. But this one, I'm like, fuck, you can use this on so many units. Yeah, this this one I'm actually excited about. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of... Uh, uh, I almost called him Zon. That's so funny. Because we were talking... Anyways. Yeah. Um, Adventure Locke. What do you think of his him as a unit? I mean, he's your typical DPS, Stardust Ray Chaining, 
Um, he he's a he debuffer, has a really... which is interesting. Um, got a bit of support that is tied into his uh, debuffs, and then he's also got uh, some chaining support capabilities. I think as a debuffer, he's very very good. I mean, you look at his limit burst, and that thing is disgusting. Eighty four percent for three turns, like so. Decrease attack, defense, mag, spirit by 84%. You're not leaving them with anything. You're literally stripping them of everything, basically. They have have 16% left of what they... It's like you steal the clothes off their back. You leave them with rags. You leave them with only their subligar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That 16% defense spirit is just from the subligar they have left. And then they... Recently, sorry to interrupt. Recently, I I thought about sub... Like, it came into my weirdly enough it came into my everyday life a subligar and i just want to put subligars in every part of my life now that's why i brought that up specifically <laughs> i just wanted to talk about subligars How did subligars come into your everyday life so i joined a dungeons and dragons campaign okay uh with a few of my friends one of my friends invited us he's he plays really avidly and i've never played before and he's like do you want to play i was like sure why not and because it's an RPG and we were talking about starting equipment and stuff like that, I was like, I wish I could have a subligar. That's all I like. Every yeah. time I get a subligar, that's what I wear exclusively. I mean, that's respectable. Subligars are kind of peak adventuring fashion. Exactly. And back to Zon and his stripping of everything you own. You mean Locke? So you call them Locke? Ah, I got I got Zon on my mind, man. He's a. Uh, I mean, that's basically what he is. He does have his uh, treasure hunter passive still so increase rare item drop rate by 100 percent uh really nice uh his stealing is now i don't know he can steal from one enemy it's you're you're never going to use this but i i do like the passive it still kind of makes him a bit of a treasure hunter slash thief so i mean overall that's that's our guy yeah stardust ray chainer does a lot insane breaker he's literally now the best breaker in the game with his yeah, limit burst his, his limit burst is super good and it's easy to get it's crazy how easy that is to get like with all the uh, lb gauge fill rate and fill lb per turn that you can get in a in in the game plus mm-hmm. he can auto fill his lb on turn one using one of his cooldown abilities super easy to get that like ridiculously easy so that's on i mean Adventure lock. God, I'm gonna I gotta edit this out. Hold on. Yeah. Lock. Adventure lock. I'm just gonna paste that in. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually I'm not going to. People are just gonna listen to this section and be like, these guys are idiots. I'm I'm uninstalling. So uh, let's talk about every what everyone was really excited for, and that's Magitech Warrior Terra. So uh, with the new CG animation. Their their last few CG animations were I was a little critical of them. I think when it comes to Terra, they knocked it out of the park. Like, oh, they crushed it. Um, they crushed I it. I did the the mission that came out with Terra, so you can see her abilities and stuff. And normally, I get kind of bored of these CG animations, but hers is just like I was captivated the entire time. It was just so well done. And then even the way, uh, you know how. She, uh, trance Terra just looks like a purple alien yes. in her sprite form, but in the video, it's, it's you can actually see, I, the way they did it. They she still looks it. human, uh, mm-hmm. just 
overflowing with energy. And I, I love the way they did it. It just it looked so nice. Like the entire they did a really, really good job. Yeah, it was you know ten out of ten from me on on that animation. It was perfect, and it actually matches the attack she does in the game. And it wasn't a copy and paste of another person's first. <laughs> um, no, it, it was a really, really good. It was very refreshing. Very uh, after all the typical kind of limit burst that we were getting where a person picks up a, a bunch of weapons and throws them at other people it was kind of refreshing to see a cg limit burst animation that was a little bit different yeah because for the past like six months all of them were pretty much the same with a different hero in the middle tara's sword is her tmr uh she gets a good sword uh loves whereabouts really 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 good uh, STMR, 80% mag with a sword, but a unique decrease MP used by 10%, which isn't crazy, but if you think about using uh, 12 to 20 less MP on some of the really, really massive casts um, per cast, so like if you're quad casting, for example, which a lot of these people have, including uh, Transterra, or Transterra, including uh, Magitech Warrior Terra, you're saving a lot on that quadcast, you know? Yep. Like 40 to 50 mag. Um, and this is all built into or just a really good materia and on its own with 80% mag increase. Yep. I mean, Terra coming in as sort of the next level premier uh, Chaos Chain mage. I mean, not much Pretty else much, to yeah. say about her. She's got elemental support i, I like, like i like her uh it built in physical evasion i think it's really nice to have on a squishy mage so otherwise i mean i don't know i like that she i like that she uh, chains with awaken chaos wave awaken yeah um, that was kind of a useless chaining family that they included until this very moment <laughs> I, I i just it, the the actual animation goes faster and that's why i like it yep because I mean, you don't have to watch it for as long. Even now, it's still a small family, but at least uh, Archmage Kefka, who came out recently, uses the same yep. family. So it's nice. It gives her at least one chaining partner. Uh, Transterra uses it as well, but let's be real. Transterra is... Uh, I think she's not even in long the pool gone. anymore, right? She's She was uh, I don't think moved so. to I the other one. Taken out. Yeah. yeah. So this is the new Transterra. This is it, which was a smart move. If you're like, like we mentioned uh, on multiple episodes already, yeah, having two of the same unit, one where you're disappointed, one where you're excited at seven stars, not a good idea. So moving the old one to the other pool and putting this one in, kind of perfect. The only uh, gripe I have with Magitek Warrior Terra is I wish she didn't lose her Dark Elemental chain because at least it would have given her one thing to be able to chain with Kefka. But as they stand now, they're even though they use the same chaining family, the they get chained together. They're not ideal chaining partners because they both like they do not share a single element in common. Exactly. It would have been nice because of the limited pool. Right now, as it stands, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. just uh, Terra herself. Yeah, I think like Terra, Magitek Warrior Terra, which is I the mean, only one who can. that's normal. The Units that have been coming out in the last six to seven months have all been, because of the rotation system, I don't know how else to call it, pretty much your ideal chaining partner is a, a duplicate only. Mm, that's true. 
And that's uh, the two new five-star base seven-star units. Really good, I think. Both of them coming in. I, I liked the Final Fantasy that they came from, so pretty excited about them. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VI is a very popular Final Fantasy. So a uh, very exciting time, to be honest. Finally, we're going to talk about Scorn of the Fallen Iceberg. Oh, we're finally there. We're there. I was actually doing that, that trial right up until we started recording. I hated this trial. So uh, why did you hate it? What what experience did you have with it? It was just a huge equipment check. It, it was. Literally. Yeah. Literally, it was a massive equipment check. A little bit like if you had certain units, yeah, you could uh, kind of mitigate it a little bit. Like there's a few people who had uh, 70% elemental resistance buffs and things like that 75 or something like that something big but like just to survive turn one it was a huge equipment check and then throughout the battle it's the same thing if you don't keep your resistances up to ice wind and water i believe it was it's just terrible it's like if your people don't have enough equipment resistance to those elements you die yep uh, which makes it miserable Go especially the the preemptive attack i thought that was a bit much uh because not only to just to survive it so the reason it was such a big equipment check in my opinion is you didn't even have a chance to set up any kind of elemental resistances through skills or any kind of mitigation through skills which would have allowed you to survive with less equipment because the preemptive attack, if you're below a certain threshold of resistance, you will die. That's just uh, one of the biggest struggles for me in this trial was the friend unit. I couldn't find a friend unit with the proper resistances. So every single battle, I started off having to raise one unit. Yep, I had the same exact experience. And the reason that feels really bad is that let's say I'm, I just started playing the game maybe six months ago, got a few really good units. Um, because of the prolific amounts of TMR Moogles, I got some good equipment. I can't do this trial because I haven't played the game long enough. Yeah. To collect these equipments. I mean, you could say that about a lot of trials just because a lot of them, either they're equipment checks or stat checks or you have to have specific units with like evasion or whatever. But in this one, it's very, very apparent. Because every single turn, the thing that I think imperils you for 100% of the three elements it does every turn or something mm-hmm. like that. So if you do not have those equi- that equipment, you just you will die. You, just, you cannot survive. The, the battle is all about survival. The, the thing itself does not have that much HP when its uh, resistances are down or mitigation is down. But just surviving is what it all comes down to i'm okay with unit checks or stat checks because it doesn't require very specific types of equipment like whether i equip something with 100 defense or if two things with 50 defense i'm getting up to that 100 like you can make it work right whereas in something like this it's hard to find enough equipment to gear your five different units to up up to 100% resist on three different elements and I believe you need at least like 150 on your main uh, magic cover tank to survive properly 
Yeah, something like that. I actually didn't end up using a magic cover tank. I used a, a physical cover tank to tank the AoE physical attack and just relied on my the resistances from my gear to tank the magic attacks. That's funny. What I did was I used the physical cover tank and I used, sorry, a, sorry, a magic cover tank and I used her, uh, it was Charlotte, and I used her to tank the single target physical attacks. And there was only like the one AOE type attack. Yeah. Um, which I just kept up physical and general damage resistance. And it was turn. fine. And it was fine. Oh, it's interesting. We we opted to go for different strategies. The only reason I went the way I did is because my units already had a hundred percent resistance to all three elements. So I was like Oh, okay, you were able to, yeah. So I was like, why why even bother? Bother. Right? Yeah, I would rather just you know, cover the AoE attack. I actually ended up using Charlotte as well, just because of her mitigation on her limit burst. And she also yeah, has she that really taunt. nice taunt. So she ended up helping out a lot. On her off turns, I would either use... Uh, she can heal, or I, I would use... She has that one ability that buffs your ice resistance by something like 70 or 75%, which is really helpful. So, uh, But for me, the, the one unit that saved my ass the most was probably uh, Sylvie, I think. Uh, the, <laughs> Me too. The battle revolved around whether Sylvie could get her spells in or not, because she she has that magic mitigation that really helped me out, and then she gives fifty percent resistance to all elements, and I think a little bit more if you use her limit burst, and then she also can make your entire party immune to status and attack mag and all that stuff and like charm and stop, so she's kind of got it all, and. Uh, the times I wiped once I figured out what to do was because I didn't use her skills in the proper the proper way. So for me, the, the battle kind of hung. like it, it was won and lost on on how well Sylvie did or how unlucky I got with Sylvie. That's funny. I used my highlight was definitely Sylvie. And her limit burst, I think, gives you a ridiculous amount of elemental resistances, like 70 or 75% to every element. But I also really liked her for... Uh, what's it called the barrier the shield that you get her limit burst would also give you like 3500 shield on top of your health which made surviving certain thresholds and things like that a lot easier yeah that amount of health kind of ate the counterattack, so that going into the full onslaught of the of the ice bird kind of started me at a zero because i tanked it all out with the shield right yep the other unit that was massively helpful massively was Folka. She gives you that 100% water resistance, which is amazing. Like, that's ridiculous. Plus, covers you for these. I think you needed stop resistance in this trial mm -hmm. and helped cover uh, resistances and healing at the, or sorry, damage mitigation and healing at the same time because her, her uh, damage mitigation abilities, once you awaken them, they heal fully and do a lot. In theory, uh, Folka is really good too, but for me, because of my situation with my friend unit, she was mostly just on Curaja uh, and full life duty. <laughs> uh, every time I did have, so uh, the friend unit I used had innately 75% ice resist. So on the rotation or the turn where Icebird used her ice elemental attacks, my friend unit would actually survive them. <laughs> so on those turns, I could actually use Folka to, to do some other stuff, but otherwise she was just the full life thing and Kirajoing for the most part. That's so funny. 
She was uh, she was full mage duty for me. I actually had a secondary healer. I took two healers in the fight. I took this was my team. I'll just list off my team. I used Lotus Mage Fina. I used CG Charlotte. I used Folka, Sylvie, and then two Elenas. The reason I brought Lotus Mage Fina surprisingly was not just her AOE re-raise because I didn't really need that. Um, I did use her to re-raise the friend unit when uh, they didn't have the proper resistances. But I used her for her limit burst generating. When you awaken her shining cheer to plus two, you can get a lot of limit burst built up. So basically CG Charlotte never, ever had a turn where she didn't have her limit burst up. Mm -hmm. Just because of the way it was kind of set up there between burst stones generated on the turn plus cg fina using her uh double cast of shining cheer it was amazing it was really really good i was like wow this is a fantastic strategy that way i always have that mitigation ready you know yeah and i mean charlotte's a great unit too because that mitigation lasts four turns so even if you don't get it right away you you have plenty of time to get that limit burst back up yeah it, that was kind of that was my strategy and then i just went to town with the dual elena strat which has been carrying me through every single trial so far. Yeah, same here. I, I ran dual Elena's and I had uh, I had Sacred or CG Charlotte with Sylvie and Folka. Same, pretty much same as you. I just I used a physical cover tank and used Charlotte uh, to provoke the single single target magic attacks. Fair enough. And uh, so we just we had a slight difference in I guess how we use our tanks, but it seems like for the most part we had the same idea and strategy. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly that's exactly it. So, like we mentioned, the keys to this fight kind of rely on your equipment. You need to be able to survive the preemptive attack first of all. Second of all, you need to have enough uh, elemental resistances to not get killed when they also imperil your entire team yep which is ridiculous so so really really important was to get your equipment and your use of espers and materials and all that junk to get enough elemental resistance on ice wind and water i think you needed at least 100 on everybody if not like i had a i think i had one or two that had like one element that was 95 yeah, I had a hundred on everybody, okay. and so I mean, depending on what you, uh, equipment I used, some some had slightly more than a hundred, but none of them had any issues. Even the ones that were just a hundred across the board, uh, even actually my my dodge tank, he actually had I think two one hundreds and a fifty, and he was still fine. I never had any issues with him randomly dying unexpectedly. I just realized. Um, you're right. I did use a dodge tank. I had to swap out my my Fina for a Sieghard full dodge. Why cover tank? I just remember that it, it nukes you with some physical damage. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking of a different of a different trial. That's why I was like, how? That's I mean, so I didn't funny. want to question it because you made it seem no, so. The... You made it seem believable. You were like, oh yeah, this mitigation and that. I was like, oh okay, I guess that worked. <laughs> no, and it, it, it did. It's just. <laughs> Um, it gets to a point where yeah, the, the, AOE the ice bird is too aggressive and yeah. like just nukes you, like it, it just completely starts spamming you. you. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's hilarious. I actually use C card 
I took out, I remember now, it was like towards the end just before I actually figured out how to fucking clear it. I swapped Seagard in for Lotus Mage Fina. I took out my Fina and uh, used him to dodge, full dodge, AoE cover. All right, so we actually and he has a mitigation we, on his limit burst. Yeah, we use the same strategy. Okay, we're yep. good. No, yeah, it was the exact same strategy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm an idiot. The only part that actually gave me trouble was that stupid uh, mission to get the UOC ticket. I actually had to rerun the trial after I beat it because I accidentally killed oh. the things with my uh, my Elena's limit AOE burst. attack instead or of the limit burst. Regular attack. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize it would do that much damage. Careful. I just wanted to use it to build up my limit burst again so I could kill them, and then it just ended up, oh, right, killing them. But I didn't want to reset because I was like, whatever. I just want to get this over with. So before that, I had tried like five times. <laughs> yeah, you just want to clear it, and then you're like, okay, and then I, I know I can win. I debated whether I was even going to go back for it or not, and then I decided to because I had the team already set up. It was just like, you know what, just rerun it and get it done. Yeah, you might as well, because if you didn't do it now, you never would. No, because I'm not going to take the time to gear that many units again for... That much yeah. gear. Oh, my God. That was the worst part about that trial, was just sitting there for like 30 minutes trying to find all the gear. Oh, trust and me. make sure everyone had... Oh, God. I feel your pain. What a fucking stupid trial. <laughs> I'm glad it's over with. But yeah. Yeah, me too. The... I think we should be Square coming up to the end of the Elemental Tetris trials. I hope so, because it's getting to be too much. It's just a stupid way. It's a stupid way to make trials hard. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the gear requirements are just too high. It's like, I'm fine having gear requirements. Like, yeah, my team should be tanky enough or have a certain amount of a certain stat or even a certain amount of elemental resistances on key units. But the amount that you needed for this, like gearing five different units that much with that much elemental resistance was insane. Yep. No, it's a lot. I think uh, because of the way the trial was set up, right, um, You because of that spamming of the AoE attack that's nuking your team, you could not use uh, a magic... Because if you could use a magic cover tank and then just use like a taunt tank to taunt the, the single target physical attacks, you could probably get away with not gearing the rest of your team, but... Because you have no way to avoid that AoE attack, you're just going to wipe. So you, you had to dodge the AoE attack, and then you just had to tank the, the magic damage, unfortunately. That seems to be the, the most stable or the best way to do it. I agree. It was the only way I found that was effective. Yep. Because my, my initial run, uh, not, not the first one, because the first one I just died to the preemptive attack, but the... <laughs> the one after uh i i thought i was just gonna tank it with my charlotte and i found out very quickly that i couldn't mm -hmm. i had the same experience thinking back to it now the final thing to talk about is the weapon really good hybrid gun really good gun in general for attack but has that mag on there which really helps some of those uh hybrid damage users yeah so i think it's a pretty good one again coming in with a really good uh, demon killer plus passive as well kind of works nicely i think it's okay i it struggles because uh like some of the other really good weapons you get from these trials it has nobody really to use them we we have gun users in the game that are very powerful but they're usually nukers so we have people like uh, regina and 
what's his name? Uh, we have CG Jake and Balthier, but I think all of them want to use two-handed guns for the extra damage, if I'm not mistaken. It, it's been a while. I might be wrong. You're right. No, but, you're right. But it's true. I think they benefit more from the uh, the two-handed guns, so that's that's the only thing. We, we really are missing a hybrid gun user ever since Veritas of the Light kind of fell out of the meta. There, there really isn't a good unit for these guns right now. I agree with you. Or this gun, specifically, I should say. You don't get two of them, sadly. Hopefully. Hopefully in the future they will have a unit that can use them and is meta. But you're right. As it stands now, there isn't yeah. really a good unit uh, for them. I mean, it, it's got... It's got massive stats on it. It's fantastic from that perspective. It's just the fact that it is a one-handed gun is the thing that kind of limits its usefulness. You might be able to use it uh, offhand on some dual-wielding hybrid units, potentially, because it does have high stats. Uh, it's just an option. And the passive can be really useful. Yeah, definitely if you can make use of that demon killer, would be worth it. And that is it for the Fallen Icebird, Scorn of the Fallen Iceberg trial. Um, next one we'll be doing is Scorn of the Wicked Moon, Ooh, boy. which I'm not looking forward yeah. to. I actually, uh, we'll hell. see how it goes for me. I do have uh, two six-star Morganas, and she does evoke damage, so it might that one might not be as hard as I think. I'll have to I'll have to make her seven-star, which is going to suck, because I'm going to have to spend like two hours fusing Cactuars, but you know. We'll see. I don't know what the tricks of this trial are. I don't. I haven't looked into it at all. Um, I have a seven-star Kefka, the new Kefka, Archmage Kefka. Mm -hmm. I was pulling. I pulled for Assassin. I ended up getting Kefka. I was so tilted. I had to UOC Assassin Shadow. That was so bad. I wonder if uh, uh, Shadow's banner is still up because I kind of want to give it a go. I don't think it is. I think you missed it. Well, you know. You should have went for it, dude. I should. Shadow was the last person that I even wanted. Yeah, same here. I'm done. I don't need to pull That's I'm just going to USC him. It's fine. I'm going to USC two or USC one and like buy the other one's prism or whatever. I don't know. Whatever yeah, yeah, we said last time. Do it. That's the best way. Yeah. Do it and set him up so I have a friend uh, assassin Shadow. Yeah, I will, man. I, as a fellow Shadow, Shadow main, you know, got to support each other. I love it. So we'll look forward to that next week. It will be Scorn of the Wicked Moon. Uh, and we'll hopefully be able to clear that. I've heard horror stories. We'll see. We're coming at it a little bit late. I think I'm kind of excited to catch up because they just released uh, Scorn of the Machina or whatever, the Igion. So I'm I'm excited to catch up because even Iceberg was a little bit challenging. So I'm I'm excited. It's to, getting harder. Yeah, it's getting harder. Yeah, I'm excited fun. to actually do these trials where I don't just one or two shot it. <laughs> yeah, it actually, you actually take ten to fifteen turns to do it. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I think you, you would really like the series boss uh, trials. They take a good amount of stuff, and they're annoying. Yes, they're really I annoying. I actually. did I did the first one, uh, Chaotic Darkness, on release. But ever since they they really I realized what they were doing with the uh, what are they called latent abilities I have I haven't been motivated to do the others because what's the point Oh, there's a thousand lapis in there that's, that's why I did it yeah and for the fun of clearing it I may get around to it eventually just so I can uh, say I did everything there is to do but there you go for now it's on the back All burner. Right. 
it's been a decent chunk of an episode. So thank you all for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We will catch you next week. Peace. See you next week.